and we are back. It is episode 72, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. What's, What's going up, on, guys? India? Hey, how you doing? I, I'm good. I'm it's good. Thanksgiving. Well, it's Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but by the time people hear this, it will be Thanksgiving. Yes. Hope everybody's enjoying their turkey and stuffing and oh, wait, mashed wait, potatoes wait. and cranberry sauce and pumpkin you said, pie. You said stuffing yes you don't like stuffing it's dressing i don't eat stuffing i eat dressing okay i don't know there's what. a difference <laughs> I, I guess i don't know the difference because i call a, it stuffing no stuffing is usually what's inside of a turkey and it's like fluffy whereas dressing is like sliceable and it is cornberry cornbread okay cornbread dressing Yes, those stuffing are is things. what they put in. Like they stuffing. take the giblets out, they mix the giblets, and then they stick it back in, and they cook the whole thing. Yes, yeah, so there's That's a difference. stuffing. Yeah, I like stuffing. I don't eat stuffing. I eat no? okay. Well, um, you know, as we said, as we were talking about before we started recording, I will have none of that anyway. I'm having Chinese food because Tom yes. is not. Tommy don't feel like cooking this year. I hear you. I hear <laughs> so you. I'm just chilling. But yes, happy holidays for those that do not celebrate what we consider Thanksgiving or what we grew up on for with Thanksgiving, but happy holidays to everyone. Exactly. So are you are you the type like right after right after Thanksgiving, you, you start getting ready for Christmas? Like are you the okay, Thanksgiving's over, Christmas? Or are you like Christmas and Thanksgiving and Christmas are kind of all gelled together? So we put our decorations up last weekend. Okay. So we- we did it a little early just because, you know, we need a little cheer around the house. So we ended up doing the decorations a little earlier. So the outside lights and all that stuff is all up and ready to go. So. Okay, yep. cool. All you put the tree up too? Trees up. Trees oh, up. Wow. Yep. Yeah. See, I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to use this weekend um, after Thanksgiving to go pick up, pick up the tree and, mm-hmm. and get the tree all, all dressed. This will be Trey's first tree because we really never. And Heather and I never really put a tree up. So this will be the first, Trey's first tree. So I'm interested to see um, how Mr. Grabby handles um, ornaments. Ornaments. (laughs) Yes, ornaments and grabbing onto the tree. Hopefully it don't fall over. Exactly. So we might have to put a little uh, fence around the tree. We don't know. So we'll see see how that goes. But once again, happy, happy holidays to everybody. So what's going on, India? How's your last two weeks been? Listen, well, I turned another year older last week. That's right. Oh, my God. How we forget? Happy, happy birthday to yes, you. Thank you. Yes. Another year. So what are you, 25 now? How are you? 25. Yep. You're right. I'm <laughs> I, I, you know, 25. Got to be. Yes. I am 25 <laughs> and feeling good. Aging like fine wine. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it was a COVID birthday, so didn't do too much. Um, yeah you know did go out to a restaurant or two but de- definitely social distance like by you know all of that so it was a good time we went to uh went to this one restaurant here i don't know if you've ever been there um tommy it's called little alley steak oh my goodness it was so good where what part of town it's in buckhead so it's not far from phipps plaza and lennox and it's called little alley little steak alley steak yes it okay. was so good so it was really really good it was like the best steak i've ever had like i was like oh i'm not getting steak from anywhere else so. really mm-hmm. that good what now are you are you a ribeye or are you a filet person i got a ribeye you oh, oh okay you know what india <laughs> you know what if you want my girl before you're yes. my girl now yes yes, yes. So, gotta yeah, go with the ribeye i got a ribeye now of course this 
this the type of restaurant you go and the steak is one price and if you want sides you gotta add on the side oh it's a la carte it is a la carte and you know it's a little fancy so don't Mm -hmm. think y'all just gonna go in there on a saturday and just be like oh let me go by here no be prepared be prepared (laughs) but it was a really nice restaurant it's really really so thank you everybody all my all the listeners as well for the birthday wishes i did see those on the run duo page and i really appreciate it i wasn't able to say thank you to everybody but here's my thank you Exactly. You know what? Have birthdays in the era era of social media, you spend the whole next day saying thank you for people who said happy birthday. So I understand now why some people like cut off, like they cut their Facebook off. <laughs> yeah, so you can't do anything because you do. You spend like the whole next day, you know, saying thank you to everybody, which, you know, of course you want to say thank you, but it's just like, okay, uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to be saying so thank much. you to my next birthday. In previous years, I would, I would be that person that would spend the whole day. I think on only on, maybe there's been one or two platforms that I have been able to like, like everyone and say thank you, but even that took hours. But I was like, I can't do everything. So let me just put up this good post. Thanks to everybody. <laughs> and thank you here on Run Duo. I appreciate you all uh, for the birthday wishes. Because I, I mean, I see all of them and I greatly appreciate it. But it does take so many hours out of your day. And of course, for me, I already spend too many hours on social media. So <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey, and I know you put your video out today. So what was your video out about today? Yes, yeah, so my YouTube video today was me. I actually took Braxton to get a gait analysis done. So he got some new running shoes. Um, and so what I really wanted to do with this video was to show everybody how it looks to get a gait analysis done when you go to a specialty running shoe store to see kind of how you um, pronate. And I kind of gave some tips on pronation, the, sh- the sizing of shoes that you should get, like, you know, just some definite tips more so for people that, um, have never purchased running shoes or in running shoes that they may have just gotten from like TJ Maxx or something. Like I just kind of explain what it looks like to get a real running shoe, get it sized mm, and yeah. to be looking at the, the level of foam that you should have. So like a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, for people that are newer to running, they tell you to have like a two, two finger width of cushion in or foam in your shoe cushion or foam in your shoe just because your body needs to get used to the impact of hitting the ground you know when you're a newer runner whereas seasoned runners can go with you know thinner shoes like racers and be okay with them um but you know it's just you know i just kind of dropped some of those tips in there and actually showed you showed you all what it looked like to get a gait analysis done so yes so it was a good video, kind of interactive, and um, actually Susie, which I think you know at Road yeah, Runner Sports, Susie, she's the uh, person that helped us out. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a she's great, and she's very fast. She's a great runner too. So yes, and yes. she has a daughter that's really fast too. So yes. runs in the family over there. Yes. So yeah. So definitely check out that YouTube video on getting a gait analysis and the tips as to how to choose a running shoe. What shoe did he get? He ended up getting a Nike Pegasus. Okay. Yeah. You, you talk about shoes. It's funny because you talk about it. I recently, you know, you get your memories come up in Facebook yeah. and I had a memory come up from a race I ran and I saw the shoes I was wearing. I cringed at the shoes I was wearing because I was like, I would never wear those shoes now. Those shoes yes. are definitely not. They were, they were Mizuno's. Not, nothing is Mizuno, but the type of shoe it was, it was yeah. like um, a DSW Mizuno shoe deal kind exactly. of shoe that I would never race in today. 
So let me tell you something. So when me and Braxton first met, I think I had asked him about his shoes or like what he works out in. Mm-hmm. And he was that guy that goes to like uh, to rack room or famous footwear to get a pair of shoes. And I was like, what? Like you go where? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like, I mean, they have great deals. You can get like two of them. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, no. that ain't what we do. Like, that's why your feet are hurting when you, you know, cause he, he's not a runner guys, but he will, he has done a couple races and he's mm-hmm. done, you know, since some miles with me and we run around the neighborhood. Uh, well, I'll say he is a runner because he has done that, but he does not <laughs> like running and he doesn't like to classify himself as a runner. Let me clarify mm-hmm. You know, when he put, when he did the analysis and he put on the Pegasus, he literally was like, oh, this is what they supposed to feel like. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, like when he got on the treadmill, he was like, oh, he was, he literally was saying his old shoes, whenever he was had on his old shoes, his feet were hurt. So he's like, that's why it was another reason why he didn't like to run because his feet hurt. So it's like, well, there you go. You need to get a real running shoe. And not saying that because he was wearing Nikes, but there's there's shoes that are just trainers or cross exactly trainers or whatever. Yeah. They're not real like distance shoes. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, as you get more into running, you start to understand how long you should be running in these shoes. Like, when do I need to go look? Because I, I, I before I really got into running, I know I had a pair of shoes I ran in for three years. <laughs> would you go know, out yes yeah, so i mentioned that so they they definitely say three to five hundred miles on yeah. a shoe but then i tell people in the video i explain to people too that three to five hundred miles could be one month for one person could be two months for one person it could be two years for one person but it just depends and you got to keep you know you have to keep up with it but then i also showed like a bottom of one of my shoes where the tread was run out and it's like i know for me the way that I run and the way that I, sometimes I do a little skip on my foot to where I like scrape the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wear my shoes out more. I wear my shoes out quicker with that versus the cushion or the foam. So it may not have the three to 500 miles, but because I scrape the way that I run, the bottom of my shoe may wear out quicker. So I was explaining that, like you have to look at all of that. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So yeah, go check out the uh, video. I, I, you know, I just kind of set you up for that. I would already seen it. So I know. Yeah. You, you, I you knew what you were gonna say. My first, my first couple of viewers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but idea. before we get too far into this, of course, I wanted to talk because I know we're gonna talk about um, a couple of races uh, that are coming up. I do want to talk about um, an event that um, India and myself are gonna be involved in. Of course, Tess always supporting us, um, um, asking us to to be involved, and we love getting involved with anything that she's doing because it's always a great event. But it the is. Monday Night Brewing West Side Ten. Now, this is going to be, and I'm talking to people in the Atlanta area because this one is probably more for people who are going to be here in town. But um, the the uh, Tess has been doing the West Side 10 Miler for a few years. Every year it sells out, but of course, because of this year, uh, COVID, she she's had to make the actual race except it's itself virtual. But we still get our finisher beer. I'm so so mm-hmm. happy. So um, basically. When you go to sign up and you can go to uh, sign up, you can go to her, the page. It's the Will Run for Beer. You can go to the Run Social page. But uh, when you go to sign up, you get to pick three different days that you can go um, to um, the midnight, the Monday Night Brewing uh, West Midtown, um, uh, the West Midtown uh, location. Mm-hmm. And she has three different finisher parties. She has one on Saturday the 12th. She has one on Sunday the 13th and one on Friday the 11th. 
Now, if you want to see us, mm-hmm. you need to come on Saturday, December 12th. Now, you got to pick the date when you sign up. Right. So if you want to see us, you got to come December 12th. We're going to do a live broadcast, uh, podcast recording. We're going to talk craft beer. We're going to talk running. We're going we're gonna to have shenanigans. We just, you know, we're just going to do it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be the day we're there. I'm going to go get my beer and probably uh, a couple of more. And yeah, I'm going to probably take, I'm going to, I'm going to, exactly, I'm going to go get India's ticket. I'm going to get a beer. But I don't drink. Uh, <laughs> but she don't do the beer. But I mean, this is great. I When I saw her do this, and this is before I actually knew she was going to get us involved in it. When I saw it, I was like, oh, a finisher. I haven't had a finisher beer in, because uh, the last live race I did before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I don't think I got a finisher beer. That was a 5K right. for Publix. Um mm-hmm. So to get a finisher beer, to have a finisher party, just another way um, someone like Tess, who is an awesome race director, is finding ways to add value to these virtual uh, races that we're doing right now. Definitely, definitely. And I think it's important. And I think Tess really wants to kind of mirror and have a conversation about how racing has shifted and how it connects with beer. Like we all know, like most people are like, where's my beer at the end of a run? Um, And then Tess also, so many of her races end at breweries, which is amazing. And I know that that has become a thing over the last, we'll say 10 years or so. Um, So we definitely want to have a conversation about that. And, you know, just just about beer it's been some good stuff that's that's come out recently that we definitely want to talk about so i'm excited exactly. about it. definitely come out and see us if you can if you're in the atlanta area again we will be doing a live broadcast with Atlanta. Yeah. so so and yeah just go to runsocialatlanta.com or you can go to runsignup.com and find that race uh we will run for beer the um monday night brewing west side 10 will mm-hmm. run for beer so check that out um, cause I just, I wanted to make sure we talked about it because I know we're going to talk about, um, some other races coming up as well. Yeah. Um, now you, India had the yeah. opportunity to, well, you're an ambassador for the Atlanta track club. So of yeah. course she get all the inside scoop. <laughs> um, so she can tell us a little bit. Once again, I'm sorry if you're not in Atlanta area, this is, well, I guess it's not an Atlanta thing. It's virtual. So I guess you no. could do the, the peace tree anywhere. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit, bit about what's going on there. Yeah, so, and and it's so funny that you said that, Tommy. So this year, the AJC Peachtree Road Race was no longer taken, did not take place on July 4th, which it has for all of the years that it has gone on. Um, But instead, it transitioned to Thanksgiving Day, uh, which is today, if you're listening to this. Um, And it is virtual. So because I'm an Atlanta Track Club ambassador, I had the opportunity to actually get on the Atlanta Track Club podcast and ask some questions about the Peachtree Road Race and get some clarifications on what the race is going to look like. Now, Tommy, what you just mentioned was if you're not in Atlanta, um, you may not be doing the Peachtree, but something that's really interesting about this year is that there is someone out of all 50 states this year that's running the Peachtree. And this is the first time ever. They said, they said, usually there's like Idaho or something in there that someone never signs up, but they said this year, there is someone from every single state that is signed up. And then I think they said 13 or 31 countries. I may have mixed those numbers up, but it's a lot of countries as well. Um, so I think the virtual option is allowing people that probably were not able to run in previous years to participate. So that's awesome. They have 45,000 registrants. So usually, of course, it's 60,000 people, but they have 45,000 people that are registering. Um, if you've already signed up for the race, you should have already received the app 
for your phone um, for the Peachtree Road Race. So you download the app. I know that iPhone users probably had theirs a couple days earlier than um, Android users, but you were able to download the app. And if you registered for the actual race, it will ask you to go to submit your email address that you've registered through, and it will connect you to the actual app into to the race. Um, so of course, it's going to be... Um, time sensitive, meaning that you will be able to like press go on the app and then take off for your run. Um, you'll get cheering, you'll get a playlist there. And the good thing about this virtual race and this platform that they have is that you will still be able to get your awards. So I know a lot of people like to get the first 1000 award, meaning the first thousand people to cross the line, which usually are the people that are in like wave A or B. Very, very very few it's usually a yes usually, usually a's yeah um, in waves a or b but usually a's but you do still have the option to obtain that and they will be mailing those to you but you have to use the app in order for the time to be kind of received. oh wow God, so, i wish i, I, wish um, I was in shape still, now yeah so they are still doing um those awards so i think that that is really exciting um and they're also doing a finish line contest so for anybody that uh, has the time to be able to set up a finish line. And again, you can run this race between Thursday and Sunday. So you don't have to run it on Thanksgiving day. You also can run it on Sunday, but they're doing a finish line competition. And I know the first place winner, it could get a $500 Home Depot gift card. So, so wait a minute, tell me a little bit more about this finish line. Yeah. So you contest. can basically tell, do something extravagant. You post it on social media. Okay. Um, and they're actually going to pull 10 different people that did the contest and you will be able to, um, then they're going to actually judge the person that did it the best. So it's going to be a first place, second place, and third place in regards to that finish. Um, you want to ensure that you also hashtag PRR start finish is the is the hashtag that you would use so if you post pictures of your finish and what that looks like make sure you do that hashtag and again you can run the race um you can run the race from the 20 was it 25th through the 29th so definitely $500 gift card $250 gift card and a $100 gift card to Home Depot is what the winners will receive so. wow that sounds great yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know so, a lot of people like to do it big so we'll, we'll see I, I'm very interested to see what kind of finish lines people put together I know I know I know I I, I it's going to be interesting because I know at one point it was supposed to been raining on Thursday I know for me I'll be running the miles on Thursday but we'll see what people get to put together and kind of make it fun. Um, I'm no longer going to Texas, unfortunately, due to COVID. So I was hoping, I, I'll just say this, if I was in Texas, my parents probably was going to do it up for the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no longer going there. So we'll have to see what can be done here in Atlanta. Well, that sounds good. That sounds like uh, Atlanta Track Club is uh, doing a lot, once again, finding ways to add value to that virtual race. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's really good that a lot of these companies are doing what they can to make stuff fun and kind of out of the box. Um, and I think that that's what's imperative is ensuring that, you know, your your people are safe, but then at the same time still enjoying and having something to look forward to. Yeah, um, I mean, I must admit, you know, after, you know, because you and I got to run the, the a, uh, Atlanta Track Club 10 miler, mm -hmm. it really, you know, I have a, a whole new appreciation for in-person races because I haven't had to do it. I really, honestly, I, you know, last couple of years, I kind of lost my, you know, like, ah, races, you know, I enjoy running, but it's you know, not a big deal to race. Now, when it, it when it does come back, man, I'm going to be in some races. You know what I mean? Because I, I miss it. 
Yeah. And, but I do like what, you know, these race directors are doing to add that value to the virtual races. Um, you know, I'm not as much into the uh, medals as I used to be, but, you know, you know, the medals are nice. I, I can't wait to on Thursday, um, on Thanksgiving or, you know, this morning um, after I finish, I'm going to go bust open my bag, throw my shirt on, throw my medal on. I don't know. I might go to I might go to the grocery store just to walk around with my medal. I mean, I think something you got to go somewhere because I mean, at the end of the day, I was that was something that Jay Holder actually asked on the podcast was, had we opened our bag yet? And I was like, I have not opened mine. The only reason why I saw the shirt in the middle is because of social media. I am yeah. treated just like a regular race day. I did not open my package. So exactly, exactly. Now I had actually signed Trey up for the Peachtree Junior. Oh. So if I can find some way to get him to run 50 yards in a straight line, he can get his medal, but you know what? I don't know. We we gonna trade. He likes to run. It's usually not in a straight line though. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, so you know we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, you know when they're usually out there, they trying to catch people. They kids go down, they turn around, they go the wrong way. So as long as you get it done, I'm pretty sure they can't don't have to stay completely in their lane. Yeah, I, I would like. Well, I want to take him out to the you know the tra- Tucker High. I want to take him over to Tucker High and see if I can get him to to run down the track. Actually, as he's gotten older, he has become more like focused. Like before, you could call his name and he wouldn't care. Now he'll be like, oh, okay, you want me to go this way. So right. we'll we'll see how it goes, because I look for I want to put that medal on him. I want to see him in his little peach tree junior oh, medal. <laughs> that'll be cute. That'll be cute. You definitely have to definitely have to see that and get plenty. You know of- what I, I've been seeing online though, <laughs> a lot of people want to do this this marathon out there at the racetrack. The publics. I've been seeing a lot of people saying they want to. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. My crew's been trying to get me to do it because some people that I know, it's like five of them that are doing it. I'm like, but I think they're doing it just because they had already been, was supposed to do the regular Publix. And Uh so kind of, they just happenstance to be in it. I haven't been convinced yet. So we'll see. We'll see. If people don't know what we're talking about, the Publix Marathon that's usually here in Georgia, this year is going to be run, well, next year is going to be run on the um, Atlanta Speedway. So Mm -hmm. whatever, how many laps that is. I don't know. I think I'm a, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do the half if if Heather doesn't want to do something, if Heather doesn't want to run, you know, the half or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and do the half and stand out there and cheer for the people that are doing the marathon. Yeah, I thought about the half. Yeah, because the marathon, I think, is a little bit over 17 laps. But okay. um, but yeah, so I thought about doing the half as well. But we'll see. I have not made my mind up. on No, that. Go, go ahead and do it. I'll be out there to cheer for you. Oh. India. Yes, plenty of cheers, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. So speaking of cheers, I want to give a great a huge congratulations to um I'm going to I don't want to pronounce her name wrong, Kiera D'Amato. Um she completed the Up Dog 10 miler on on Tuesday, the 20 was a 22nd, 24th. Um, and she's finished in 5123, which was ended up being a 10 miler, all women's 10 miler world record. So the world record was initially held in um, 2014 at the Cherry Blossom 10 miler um, by in the name of, um, a, excuse me, a runner named Janie, excuse me, named Janet. I'm butchering this all up. Um, but I want to say congratulations to her. She has been coming out the gate really, really strong at the uh, Marathon Olympic Trials. She finished 15th. Um, and she's won a couple other track 
um, races recently. So she's doing a really, really good job. And I'm really excited. I think it's, for me, it's always exciting to see people, especially during this pandemic, continue to be focused, continue to do their training and continue to like have goals that they're wanting to complete and crushing them. Um, yeah. I think the pandemic is really transitioning a lot of things for a lot of people. And I know when I've heard a lot of elite talk, they they talk about the lack of motivation to even train and un uncertainty of what's next. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's great to see that some of these races are still going on. They are COVID friendly or pandemic friendly and people are still out here crushing it. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. Very good job. So happy about that. And I mean, I, I know, Tommy, you asked me kind of what had been going on the, the last two weeks. And I know I mentioned my birthday, but last week was also a big week just for the running community, especially if you are a coach. So there was a lot of different conferences that were going on. Um, the 2020 Endurance Coaching Summit with Training Peaks and Training Peaks is an actual training software or website that you can use as a coach. So mm -hmm. if you obtain a coach, they can use Training Peaks to kind of upload all of your workouts and all of your tracking type stuff from coach to athlete. Um, and so they actually had a, a, a conference last week. Um, it was a it was a three-day conference and it was really, really good. There was a section about science that you could go into. So if you want to hear more about science-based things, and there was also a section about coaching. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to talk about business, how to grow your business, keeping athletes and trying to grow a business during this pandemic time, what is virtual versus one-on-one, -on -one, like what it looks like to be a virtual coach versus in-person coach during these times. Um, so that was a really good event that was put on and it was free um but it was very informational and then emory also did a running medicine conference last saturday which was great atlanta track club was a part of it usatf was a part of it and they just talked about what it looks like to be racing and running during these times they talked about injuries dr glass which is really big here in atlanta he was a part of it um and just I just find it really good that these companies and businesses are putting on these conferences and allowing some of the things that have been in person be put on virtually, right? And then also the cost is very different because it's virtual versus doing it in person. Mm -hmm. um, so usually these conferences are a lot of money to attend, um, especially as a coach. But you know, if you can come across these opportunities and people are giving you free knowledge, why not? So I definitely attended a couple of those and a couple other um, seminars last week so last week was packed with seminars and i said you know what if i'm going to be able to get this free knowledge i will do it <laughs> well that's good that is great that you had you had uh you were able to uh to do that mm -hmm. um with the because i have i've heard of training peaks because i think a friend of mine that's her her coach she's a triathlete and i mm -hmm. think that's how her coach used to uh get her information or go over their okay. stuff yeah, and everybody does different plans. There's several other like platforms to do. And then some people, you know, don't use platforms. They just kind of do the old school, just texting, or they may just, you know, do a, a Google Doc or Excel sales spreadsheet. But a lot of people do use Training Peaks. It's one of the most well-known um, platforms. So mm, I got you. So um, after, you know, listening to everything, is that something that you've decided you think you want to go with? Or are you going to be old school? Are you just going to be showing up at people's houses, knocking on doors like, look, <laughs> you need to come on. It's time to run. Right. So I am going to be doing one-on-one -on -one virtual coaching for now. Um, mm -hmm. So virtual is going to be my thing because obviously with COVID, um, I have not settled into what platform I'm going to use as of yet. Because, um, you know, 
it's a monthly fee and all of that stuff. So once things get, you know, going, going, then I will. But I have been doing my research on the different platforms and the pros and cons for all of them, because I think mm-hmm. all of them have, um, you know, different, different pros and cons. So I'm still looking into what platform, but with the clients that I'm using now, I do have you know, a different way that I, that I do it. I got you. Well, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. So it's, it's Thanksgiving here in the U.S. anyway. Yes. Um, what, what, is, what is your, what are you thankful? Well, I mean, you know, it's 2020. So asking people what they're thankful for is a, is a, is a wide ranging thing, but let's mm-hmm. zero it in. What is your running? What are you thankful for and running for 2020? I actually am thankful for the ability, just obviously the ability to run. And I know that sounds weird, but like the ability to run. And I think I was listening to someone the other day and they were talking about how like more like triathletes when the, the pandemic started happen, like they couldn't swim because a lot of the gyms and stuff were closed. Whereas as a runner, like our fitness was not taken away from us or shall I say our ability to go out and just lace up and run, that wasn't taken from us. Like they, people were saying, get out, get out, get the fresh air, get out and run. So I, I guess for me, I'm thankful for that. And of course, through the whole COVID thing, it has pushed me to be a better person than I was in 2020, early 2020. Um, meaning that I stepped out there, started my own business, started doing things that I probably didn't have in my mind in 2019 that I was going to do in 2020. But I think when you learn how life shifts and you got to have different streams of income and things, you know, stuff happens and creativity builds and I'm here now. And I think, you know, although 2020 hasn't been the best for a lot of people, including myself, I lost my job in the middle of the year. Um, but it has been a big blessing outside of that. So. Okay. That's, that's, that's definitely good. Definitely good. Um, I I mean, you kind of took all my stuff off of my (laughs) thankful. So I don't know why I let you go first. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, but you know, like you said, thankful to be able to, to run, um, and get out and, you know, that I, I'm thankful that I started running before the pandemic. So it was something that was already kind of ingrained in me. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of people, I think the pandemic got them into, cause like you said, they get tired of being stuck in the house. They Mm -hmm. wanted to find a way to get out and, you know, running has been, has been my thing. Um, you know, and thankful that, you know, uh, you know, um, that there have been virtual races and I, I you know, I, I'm involved with people like um, Tess that's given us the opportunity to still enjoy and get that camaraderie that we didn't, that even though we had to stay separate, we still right. were kind of together. And I think that that's another thing that I was just thinking. I'm actually very thankful for our listeners too, Tommy. Like people are still you know, listening to us, like, I know that we are, we are running based podcasts. Of course, we have our shenanigans that we talk about, but I'm thankful that we actually have had content to talk about. I know some weeks is, you know, more or less than others. And we still have people that we're able to interview. So we haven't had to go cold turkey on, you know, doing the podcast because we've still been able to pop out content and be consistent. So I'm appreciative of that um, and very thankful that we can do that and thankful that we still have listeners that are excited to listen to us and keep coming back. And, you know, we keep doing every other Tuesday and people that are still asking us for more. So I'm thankful for that as well. Yeah, I'm definitely thankful for our listeners. And like you, you said, that's correct. The fact that we are running base is, you know, because everything stopped. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I listen to other types of podcasts. I listen to podcasts are about football and different sports, stuff like that. And trust me, those other sports podcasts, 
they had nothing to talk about. All they could talk about was COVID. That's all they could talk about. Whereas with us, even if the Olympics didn't happen, even though there were no more, you know, marathons going on at the time, we still always had something to talk. Well, you know, we talk, we're podcasters. What do we always say? Podcasters yeah. get together. All we do is talk. Yeah. So, yeah. you so know, um, been really good running content that we've been able to discuss. And so definitely appreciative about that one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else this week? I will say one other thing, if you all, I know that we discussed this um, probably two episodes episodes ago, Running Diversity Coalition, um, which is the coalition that is trying to help with diversity and inclusion, amplifying black and brown voices, diversifying the running industry. Um, I know that the running running some people say the running cult running communities are diverse but the running industry is not diverse meaning the companies that service us the you know sponsorships ambassadorships things of that nature um as well as just the higher ups the people that run these organizations are what are not they're not diverse and they're not they don't understand the level of diversity needs to be there but anyway they are they actually have a why DEI, so W-H-Y, D-E-I, why diversity and inclusion, they're actually having a, um, like a workshop or a Zoom call on December 7th, so if you're still, if you're interested in getting involved in that, you want to hear more about the Run Coalition and come on and listen to that panel and listen to them talk about why diversity and inclusion is important in the running industry, definitely check out Running Diversity Coalition to sign up for that, and again, that's on December 7th in the evening. And you know what, speaking of um, representation, and of course we talk about um, representation so that, you know, little little kids like my son see that, and I mean, we, we talk about running, but of course there's all kinds of things. Like I want my son to see that there are people that look like him that are brain surgeons, you know, right. that, you know, and that kind of thing. But also it's not just about our people seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's about people who are not like us. Right. Saying, like, cause there's little, you know, Caucasian kids out there who might go who who in their in their world like a Caucasian kid that lives in Idaho, mm-hmm. he, he might be surprised to see a black surgeon. He might right. you know and go oh okay this exists. Yeah exactly. So right. uh, representation is not just for us; it's for everybody. So you know what's interesting that you said that. So week two weeks ago, Running Diversity Coalition, they're doing breakout sessions as well. So you can sign up for a Zoom meeting to kind of have a discussion um, with other people, but it's smaller meetings. So it's not 100 people on one Zoom call. It's 20. They max it out at 20 people. So I was able to participate in like a breakout session. And the conversation was about what does basically what does diversity look like to you? Or let's talk about the spaces that diversity it is lacking diversity. And it was only me and two other women of color or three other women of color on that call. And the rest were white people. But the thing that was very powerful about that is that the white people that were on there want to learn. They want to know how we can do better explaining the space that they're in and like how they realize that they're privileged, right? So I think that the running coalition is not only just amplifying black voices, but having people white people come to these spaces to get educated better, figure out what they can do differently, how to address communities, how to figure out how to start a run group in a white area, but it's inclusive. Like all of those things are the type of conversations that are being had. And I think that that's powerful when you have people that can do that. So you're right, it's not about us as black and brown people being seen, it is that, but it also is about educating 
others that are not in the same situation that we may be in to show them that we are Black podcasters, that we are Black YouTubers, that we are doing these things and that you can be in different spaces and something, and I'll, I'll not be on my rant after this, but one of the conversations that came up was um, how when you're in high school, for me, majority of the cross-country team was white, whereas the track team is Black, right? And I think that it's still similar to that, right? Like yeah. distance running is predominantly white, whereas speed and track is usually african-american and we talked about the accessibility or how people direct african-americans to track or it's kind of a gateway to your football or your basketball because you need to speak for those sports right and having people that are you know african-american individuals that are in football and basketball is kind of the way to go versus cross-country and so we talked about that and we talked about how there are a lot of schools that don't even have cross-country teams that are in predominantly black areas why is that right like why are we not exposing our children to different levels of sports that people really don't even understand that so it's about having these platforms like you and i are doing tommy as well as having the platforms like running diversity coalition to have these type conversations that aren't usually had on a daily basis exactly exactly i mean i totally agree with you i think back because i didn't run cross country i did run i ran track but you know what was crazy because like you said i was i was a black kid in the south i wanted to play football right and 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 we were always told well if you run long distance your speed goes away Mm -hmm. and i I never forget that and that's why i didn't that's why i did not run cross country because my wrestling coach wanted us to run cross country because he wanted us to have more uh, cardiovascular, um, want to be in shape that way yeah. for, for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do it. I was like, nah, nah, coach, I got to be fast. I got <laughs> to be quick. You can't run long distance and still be quick. Right. Oh, man, that just brought back a lot of memories. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know what? And I mean, I'm about to get off of what we're talking about what's really been the, the really honestly that i'm really kind of sad about for, that has come out of the pandemic besides the pandemic itself right. is because of the pandemic there's so many schools dropping cross country yeah there's so many colleges you know i mean and i understand why because if you know a lot of these big schools the football team pays for mm-hmm. all the other sports and right now you know football they don't have crowds so they're not making the same kind of money. So it's kind of sad because I always felt like cross country was a good way for, you know, somebody. I mean, if you become a cross country, yeah, there's a chance you could get, you know, USA go to the Olympics. But it's, it's a good way to get an education. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're not, you know, a superstar athlete and going to play basketball or football or something, mm-hmm. it's a good way, you know, to get a good, you know, a free education. And just sad that that's, a, that's something they're cutting that yeah. cuts it off for some of these kids that aren't going to get that opportunity now. Definitely. And I think if we want to continue to see more, more distance runners that black around brown distance runners, we have to start early and educate kids that distance isn't a bad thing. We have to stop telling kids go run a mile as punishment because that's when people, I know that was me when I was, when I was dancing and being a cheerleader, the, the running a mile was a pununishment, right? Yeah, so it's kind of right. where like, we have to stop doing that, you know, as coaches and as, as athletes, it's like, we have to stop putting a negative connotation on distance running. So that's and also, like, stuff that you're telling people, um, India, like, with your YouTube, explain to people, hey, you need to get the right shoes. Yeah. You might actually enjoy this now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just educating is definitely, definitely part of it. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the biggest reasons, honestly, Tommy, that I started the YouTube is because I felt like when I, when I 
when I came out the gate with running, I felt like there wasn't a lot of information out there that I could relate to. Um, and so being able to find someone that can bring it down to a simplistic level <laughs> and not just, you know, at least with all the jargon, you know what I mean? I think that that's important so that you can educate people and people can feel more comfortable and receive the information and can be knowledgeable. So we out here doing it. And of course, what we're doing is having these conversations every other week and showing people that it can be done and making it relatable. Exactly. Well, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's time to eat. Yes. I know everybody's ready to eat. I know you're going gonna to get you some, some giblets and giblets. <laughs> I'm going to get my cornbread dressing. Go okay? get your cornbread dressing. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Next year, you know, we might have to have a little cook off. I might actually get, put the apron back on. Cause I actually, okay. I love cooking. I dude, Have you ever, do you, have you ever had a fried turkey? I've had fried turkey. Yeah, man, that's it's my so thing. Good. Yeah, I love fried turkey. And I'm, I've never you know, done it before, but I've had it. It's really yeah, good. I'm, 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 you know, maybe next year if everything's cool, I'm gonna, you know, get my family because my most of my family's in Florida. Maybe right. get them up here. Actually, my niece lives here now, so maybe I can convince them to come up and we can have an actual a big family thing, and I can fry a turkey again. Um, so, so we'll see. But enjoy your Thanksgiving, India Thank listeners. You. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We we th we're thankful for all of you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, everybody. Y'all be safe. Continue to be safe out there. I know a lot of us are doing traveling and stuff for the holidays or being around family, but everyone be safe, but enjoy yourself. And don't, you don't have to work off or run off that food. Enjoy the food. You don't have to run it off. Just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back and relax and unbuckle yes. that belt. <laughs> don't count those calories. Enjoy the day. <laughs> exactly. Now, Andy, before we go, if they need to uh, get in touch with you or they want to follow you, how do they do that? Yeah, so you all actually can go to my website, um, www.milesfromindia.com, and all of my links and everything are on there. How to email me as well as my social media. So definitely go check out my website, and you can get all the information there. Exactly, and you can email me at thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com, or tmitch 68 DM me on Instagram, and there's always the Run Duo Instagram page. Y'all have a great two weeks. We'll see y'all um, after the holiday. Peace. Be safe, guys.